Welcome to OVS Orbit, the podcast for Open vSwitch users and developers. This is episode 29. This episode is a departure from our usual technical programming. Instead, I'm talking to Rupa Desher of CodeChicks about the DevPulseCon conference for women engineers, which, as I record this, is coming up in two weeks, on April 20th and 21st, at the Computer History Museum in Mountain View. But it's really kind of meta-technical, since the conference itself has a lot of technical content. This episode was also the first one-on-one discussion that I've recorded in front of an audience, since Rupa and I were sitting in our kitchen and a few of our friends and family were sitting a few steps away. I didn't realize they were listening until after we finished and I hit the stop button and they started clapping. On to the interview. Welcome to the podcast. I'm here with uh, Rupa Desher. And she's been a developer for uh, over two decades now, I I believe. And yep. uh, well, so the w- the big thing I know mm-hmm. about you is that you founded uh, Code Chicks uh, a few years ago now. And in your words, it's to address the needs of women engineers in industry and academia. Yep, pretty much. So what else do you want to say about yourself? I've talked to you several times. What else do I want to say about um, In your own words. So as, as you mentioned, I've uh, been working in the industry since the mid-90s uh, when I graduated from college and started out in telecom uh, at Motorola and then uh, did a few other telecom-like uh, companies, uh, Bell Labs and, and Nokia. And, and then um, after that, uh, I decided, well, let's try something different like a startup. <laughs> and so uh, I went and joined this uh, video encoding startup called Modulus Video. And uh, that did pretty well and got acquired by Motorola. Um, so I ended up back at Motorola, which was the first company that I worked for. <laughs> Um, and they were nice enough that they gave me, you know, credit for all the years that I worked, you know, 10 years ago. <laughs> so so that, that worked out. Um, and then uh, I was at Motorola for about four four years. Uh, and then I decided to do another hairbrand thing and went off to another startup, this time in the mobile space uh, called Gigwalk. Um, and I was there for a short while. I was very intense. Uh, and I decided, well, you know, I might try something like virtualization because it's something different and something cool. So I joined VMware. And so that's how I ended up at VMware. And I've been uh, here about uh, almost five years now. So that's that's a little bit about my my career. Um, And I started Code Chicks uh, in 2009 uh, because at that time, and even now, uh, I kept running into the same problems at every company I was with, uh, no matter you know whether it was a multinational or a startup, doesn't matter what size the startup. And the problem was, I was always the only female engineer in the team, constantly. And uh, it got a little bit boring, and uh, some difficulties uh, advancing, and you know keeping up with uh, all the different technologies that keep popping up, uh, especially in Silicon Valley. And so um, I decided that it would be good to see if there were other women like me uh, in in the industry. And so my first meeting was in my in my house with one other person that I had met at a conference. Um, and then we both looked at each other and went, "Where are the other women? We don't know any other women." <laughs> so, so that's how coaching started. 
And uh, it's it's grown slowly, uh, you know, through going to meetups and going to conferences and talking to other women and just meeting every month uh, in my house initially. Um, and now uh, we're a nonprofit, uh, about uh, 400 plus uh, women engineers on our mailing list. And we uh, started doing our own very, very technical conference called DevPulseCon as of 2015, which has been extremely successful. And uh, that's what I wanted to talk to you about. All right. That's great. I, I know from experience that it's a lot of work uh, organizing a, a conference. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Insane. So, yeah. so how, how big is your, your conference? How, how, many, uh, how many people typically come? So uh, 2015 was, was a pilot conference, and uh, uh, nobody really believed in it. So I couldn't sell it to anyone. Nobody wanted to sponsor it. Nobody wanted to give any money to do anything with it. Um, so I kind of paid out of pocket and tw arm twisted some other people to pay. And uh, the first conference had 100 people. Um, and that was excellent. And we had rave reviews. And then we had our second one in 2016. And that was also about 120 attendees um, at the Computer History Museum. And then, which is uh, a great venue. Yes, yeah, so it's perfect. It's a perfect venue for us because because of you know what we're about. Um, and then this year in 2017, as of a couple of days ago, we're sold out with uh, 200 plus engineers uh, coming to this one. So uh, we've seen a you know 100 percent growth uh, uh, in attendance, and uh, funding has been uh, a bit easier this year. Uh, I see you have a few sponsors. Uh. <laughs> well, yeah, we do have a few sponsors. The sponsors, uh, Diamond sponsors are uh, VMware and Facebook. Uh, we have uh, eBay as a gold sponsor. We have silver sponsors as the Linux Foundation and Walmart Labs. And we have a wonderful uh, community partner, the San Jose Astronomical Association, which is uh, lending us their, uh, their speaker system. So uh, I want to give a shout out for them because they're an awesome, awesome uh, group. Oh, great! It, it sounds like you're uh, you're, you're involved with them uh, for for a, a long time. Is astronomy one of your your hobbies? Astronomy is one of my hobbies, uh, among other things. <laughs> I have lots of hobbies. <laughs> so you're you're telling me earlier that it that it's actually sold out. It is sold out. Um, so we have. I think as of last count, about 215 or 220 uh, attendees uh, for this year, which is phenomenal. Uh, I'm, I'm delighted to, to be able to say that because <laughs> at, at times it was, it was uh, very difficult. Uh, I started working on this last September. Yeah, and it's super expensive to run conferences yes, uh, around extremely. here. So yes. you have to have a lot of confidence that you're uh, going to be able to, to pay for it when, yes. you, when you start building the thing. And, exactly. And usually these venues want large deposits in advance. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. It's, it's trouble. Exactly. So we, we get, a, we get a, a little bit of a break because we're, in, we're a 501c3 nonprofit. So the Computer History Museum is also a nonprofit. So they give us a nonprofit break. But it's still a, a lot of money, and it's all up front, so like you said. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. So given that it's sold out, are there ways that, that people can be involved if they can't actually attend? Are you planning to record some of the, the sessions? So we do, we do record all our technical talks. Uh, sometimes we record the panels, um, and we almost never record the hands-on workshops. 
the hands-on workshops are typically at least four hours long and recording them is just uh, very difficult. It would probably be hard to watch them. Yeah, it would be really hard to did. watch them. Yeah, so that's, we've decided not to do that. So, but the technical talks are, are fascinating. They're, they're about half an hour and then Q&A. So we do record those and we publish those on our uh, the Code Chicks and the DevPulseCon YouTube channels. Um, so we have, I, th I think we have the Tech Talks from 2015 and 2016 already up there. And we posted a few of the panels from 2016 uh, on, on the YouTube channel last year. This year, I'm not sure we'll post any because... Uh, yeah. it, it sounds like you're, <laughs> li like you don't want people to be anxious about what they might say getting yes. out. It, is, is that because you mm -hmm. want people to feel more, more free to say things that might be controversial? Yes. Uh, so one of the reasons I came up with this conference and initially I didn't want to have any panels. I didn't have any panels um, in the first one. I think we had one for half an hour, just barely. Um, we mostly had tech talks in the morning and we had two parallel workshops in the afternoon and then, then we were done. Mm -hmm. uh, but people wanted to talk about things that they couldn't talk about at work that were very difficult. Everybody was facing it and it was kind of taboo. So I decided, you know, let's do it. Let's do some panel discussions. And I call them safe space panels uh, where nobody is allowed to do any social media. And um, I encourage people to not rem remember people's names, yeah. <laughs> if possible. <laughs> the panelists' names we, we always share. But um, our panels are a bit, um, bit different from other conferences. Most conferences you go to, the panels are, you know, a moderator and... The moderator asks the panelists, you know, the questions and the answer, etc. And then towards the end, there's maybe some audience involvement. Um, our panels are are very different. Uh, the moderator is sort of there. <laughs> uh, they can they can kick off things. The panelists get maybe a few minutes to speak, and then the audience jumps in, and the audience is extremely engaged. Um, our panels typically run over uh, massively time-wise because it is so charged um, and everybody is very, very involved uh, from the audience. So questions go back and forth from the audience to the panelists, from the panelists to the audience. Uh, and the moderator's job is essentially to make sure that things are somewhat sane <laughs> and that there's not too many arguments. Uh, uh, so that's that's the role of the moderator uh, in, wow. in this. Yeah, they, they are actually there to keep it a little more moderate. <laughs> yes, that's uh, so different from the panels I go to at most tech conferences. Yes, I, I usually exactly. avoid the panel sessions yeah. because they're they're, they're, they're boring. Kind of, yeah, they're boring. <laughs> they're boring. Yeah, that's that that's great. You've you've found a, a good way to do them. When I look at the schedule and I see it's an hour and a half panel, yeah. I, I found myself <laughs> thinking, well, I, I I hope you've done a good job of picking these topics. But you, you have experience with this, and it and it, it's worked out well. Yeah, last year, last year, so last year I had budgeted about half an hour for each panel. Oh, which is super short. Yeah, and well, I was like, okay, you know, let's give it a shot. And then we had a little bit of buffer time, you know, go have coffee or something. And each panel was at least an hour, <laughs> and 
my coordinator kept coming and, you know, yanking me out of the seat saying, stop them now. We're so late. We are behind on everything, you know, by massive amounts. And I couldn't stop the audience. I mean, the audience wouldn't stop talking. (laughs) So (laughs) I was like, well, you know, uh, maybe we should go have coffee. This is a good time. <laughs> that, that means you're doing something right, Rupa. <laughs> you know, just, yeah, yeah I, was, I was like, okay. Which is why this year I've, you know, budgeted extra time. You know, if we, yeah. if we, if we finish early, fine. That's totally fine. But I don't want to be in the situation I was in last year where I was having to cut people off because of time limits. So, so that's why it's, you know, an hour, minimum one hour, uh, if, if possible, one and a half hours. Because these... These women are, are, you know, this is this is the only place they get to really talk about uh, difficult things All right. that everybody runs into at work. And if you talk about it at work, you know, uh, employment agreements can be, you know, can be used to <laughs> to their detriment. <laughs> so uh, you, you have three panels this year. Um, are these on? Uh, is there a theme uh, for the uh, f- for the panels? Is there uh, uh, some uh, or, or for the conference? Is there some under uh, some some thematic message you want to put across this year in particular? Um, generally, I try to stick with whatever is cutting edge for for the technical topics that that I pick. Uh, so this year, I really wanted uh, machine learning AI. Um, and I wanted to have some security. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't um, get too many speakers in the security realm. And um, I, I had some other instructors that wanted to uh, teach uh, things like Angular 2. So um, I decided to go with uh, Intro to ML and then Angular 2 for the two workshops that we do this year. The panels, I never have a theme for the panels. Um, I try to pick things that I personally am seeing myself or I am seeing someone else deal with. Um, and I know that they're not the only ones. And right. I know that I'm not the only one. So I, I, I pick them and then I, fingers crossed, it works. <laughs> it's pretty rare that, that it, uh, you know, when, when something is going on, that there's just one person. Yeah. So. I see that the, the you're uh, moderating one of the panels that's titled uh, Company Culture That Works For You. Do I have that right? So I think we have two that are, uh, the first one is more of the uh, uh, interviewing and you know how to get your next job, mm-hmm. which we always do. Every year we do that because the, the interviewing landscape changes drastically. From year to year? From year to year. Um, and it's, it's something that uh, I'd actually love people, to hear about that. People don't realize yeah. uh, that how much it changes. Can you give me a hint? What's changed? If you've inter- if you've not interviewed in a while, I've interviewed other people. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't change that much. Yeah, you know, uh, VMware has has a tradition of doing whiteboard interviews, technical interviews. Most places don't. Uh, they don't do whiteboard uh, interviews. Uh, a lot of places will say, "Here's here's a set of problems. You get two days to work on it. Take it home, do it, and come back, and then we will grill you on it." Okay, which is so, better? Uh, was that the wrong question? It, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There is, there is, there is no, there's no better or worse. It's what the culture is of the company. Uh, most of the take-home kind of interviews tend to be from startups. Also, there's another interviewing style where uh, you get 
maybe hired for a short period of time working with the team so both people can get both the team and the interviewee can get a feel for each other usually i think of those as interns yes <laughs> but but these are you know seasoned professionals okay so they get sort of like a contract i haven't uh, heard of that yeah so so that that's been happening uh, a fair bit now just just because interviewing is so difficult it is a very difficult um, area it, you, you don't know even if the interviews go well and you hire somebody it might turn out that they're not a good fit <laughs> so you know it's it's uh, people have not cracked that not yet so uh, since uh, we're talking ab- about uh, DPCon and code chicks yep, and so yep, on yep. is 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 there anything different you should do f- that I should do for interviewing women or the same, or is it a bad question? I, <laughs> I, I don't know what to, what to ask even. It depends on whom you're interviewing. So with women, you, you do a little more extra background uh, reading up on you know, what their interests are, what drives them, and then phrase your question along those lines and maybe have a few outlier questions you know if, if you think they can you know they'll be able to answer it uh, impromptu and go that way most women like to have a scripted you know set of questions you know they so they feel comfortable when, it, when they're going into an interview so they know you know what to what to prep for essentially oh, you mean like in a in a job interview to have uh, to have an outline to provide one in advance? Yeah, just like so. There's some of the job descriptions that that are sent, you know, that are written by companies. You know, has everything you can possibly think of. They're usually know. pretty bad. Yeah, they're, they're terrible. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I I would I would suggest when the recruiter or maybe you know the first uh, phone interview that's done, um, you you talk to the talk to the person and say, you know, this is this is what the job is. And these are the top five or six skills that we use every day. Mm-hmm. Okay, everybody uses these every day. So that would give some sort of direction to the interviewee that, okay, you know, this is what the, the highest priority things are. Instead of the entire kitchen sink being in the, in the job description and, you know, they're scattered as to what should they focus on. Um, I think that would greatly enable people to prepare, uh, you know, appropriately and have the highest chance for success uh, once they even once they get in that they know yes this is this is what the team does and that's what i need to do as well mm-hmm. and do it well so you know that's it doesn't sound like a just, bad strategy for using with men honestly yeah, yeah. no it's no that, that's my thing like anybody anybody yeah. you know and um, i don't think many people do that honestly i i don't but maybe i'll try that Try it, try it. Yeah, yeah. it'll be, be good to see. <laughs> see what the results are. I've, I've never been very pleased with what I get out of interviewing yeah, people. Yeah, so yeah. I'm always looking for new ideas. But it feels like we've, uh, we've, 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 kind, of, we've, we've kind of digressed a little bit. I, I, don't, I don't think that's bad. Um, but we should uh, uh, probably uh, uh, try to get back a little bit you, on you, topic. You asked me about the panels and, yeah. and the one I'm moderating. Yeah. So, the one I'm, I'm, I'm moderating is about uh, visibility and advancement and what I call toxic uh, environments. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't talk much about it, but, you know, you're going to be at the conference, you'll see. But, but essentially, and this is true for, you know, men as well as women, you know, environments are toxic to both men and women. Um, 
unfortunately, it affects women far more than it affects men. Um, and I don't, I don't quite know why. I have some theories, but they're all, you know, uh, my, my theories. And I think it's a very important topic to bring up, uh, to bring to light. I am hoping people will feel comfortable enough to share uh, horrifying experiences. And then I'm hoping that I can crawl some ideas from this awesome, you know, attendee list that's going to be coming to figure out, you know, top two or three ways to tackle these. Um, so we have, you know, some sort of um, suggestions, recommendations, uh, solutions for everyone to think about uh, and, and go and try to, try to use if they run into this uh, ever in their, in their career. So you're, you're hoping to end with some kind of a call for action. Yeah, and, and also just to make, you know, because people have such interesting experiences uh, and most of them don't know what to do. Um, when it happens, you're in the moment, you're, you're feeling terrible, you don't know what to do, you kind of quit. Almost the first knee-jerk reaction is quit, you know, because you cannot deal with it, right? And I'm hoping that having some suggestions here, go look at this, here, go talk to this person, here, go, you know, uh, read this, uh, would help people just take a step back and think about, you know, how to address the situation and tackle it instead of just having a knee-jerk reaction and quitting. I'm hoping. We'll see. That sounds like you're, you're hoping to give people some, some useful tools yes, on, some, on, some, yeah. on how to cope and, and how to change the environment? Either, either if they can to to try to change the environment or if they cannot move from one environment to another environment you know there there definitely are some clearly toxic environments out yeah. there that yeah. i for yeah. one would <laughs> want to have very little to do with yeah some of the online open source communities oh, yes. oh are my God. Yes. pretty <laughs> horrible yeah. I, I definitely see people who will treat people like yeah yeah horribly <laughs> horribly yeah they, they they tend to do it to pretty much everyone but anybody who stands out as a little different probably yes. gets it even they worse get, yeah they get targeted yeah yep let's see so we've talked about the panels a little bit mm -hmm. do you want to evangelize for any of the tech talks i think we have um a talk by gloria on iot and gloria is just a phenomenal engineer uh, she's, you know, Cornell CS and she's gone her own way. She is a contractor. She runs her own company and she is just a super developer. Um, so she's going to be bringing some Zigbee boards and doing some cool stuff. Oh, is there going to be a demo? <laughs> there's, there's, there's Gloria. There's definitely going to be a demo. <laughs> oh, nice. Any, any hints what she, uh, no. what she might be showing? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she specifically said no. Ah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm totally fine with. <laughs> and then um, uh, Liz is going to talk about DCOS, uh, which is Mesosphere. She just joined uh, uh, the Mesosphere uh, team, I think, a few months ago from, mm -hmm. from HP. Uh, I don't know anything about it, so I am really looking forward to it to see what it is. That's sort of in my area, so maybe I'll know more uh, awesome. uh, about that cool. than some of the others. Cool. <laughs> so she, uh, yeah, Liz, is, Liz has been a longtime CodeChicks member. Uh, she did our OpenStack workshop for us several years ago, which was 
huge attendance uh, for that one. I'm really looking forward to her talk. So, and then uh, the, the workshops. You already mentioned the, the workshops uh, uh, just a little bit. Um, yes. Machine learning seems so topical. It's uh, Everybody's been uh, yes. uh, talking about that for the last year or more. Yes. Um, and it was very interesting. Um, I wanted to have um, one of the open source tools as the base to teach ML. And I couldn't find anyone <laughs> to come and do it. Um, eventually, uh, since Facebook is, is a diamond sponsor, um, I asked them if they could do like a basics of ML. And they agreed to do that. So I'm actually working with the team right now uh, to lay out the curriculum, to give them pointers on how they should structure it. Uh, because we have Kochik's guidelines, which are, are pretty uh, stringent. You're not allowed to uh, sell anything at any of our talks or panels or workshops. So it is purely just about the technology, just about what you're teaching, and just about the topics that you're talking about. Um, no, no sales pitches allowed. Also, typically we discourage recruiting. Uh, that is not the focus of this conference. The conference is an educational conference. Recruiting is a byproduct. So uh, Diamond Sponsors do get a recruiting table um, and they have limited time for recruiting and they will be doing a resume workshop uh, this time to help people uh, brush up their resumes if they want to. But the, the key focus of the conference is educational and not recruiting, which is also unlike a lot of other conferences. Actually, that brings me into one of the questions I had. If you compare this to what I'd see at something like uh, an ACM or a Usenix conference yeah, yeah. or something more industry-focused, yeah. uh, what what are sort of the similarities and the differences? Usenix actually is a very good conference. I, I really like going to Usenix. Uh, I have not been to any ACM conferences, but I have been to PyCon and OSCON. Little, little more uh, industry yeah. or, or open source yeah, uh, focus. Open source focus. Um, topics wise, it's not much difference. Uh, although we do focus more on cutting edge than any kind of legacy stuff. Also, we have done workshops on teaching pure languages, like well, what like do you mean like pure go, languages? you know, like actually teaching a language oh, in a okay. workshop. Uh, most conferences will not do that. Sure, they will, they will do a tool or a technology and not actually teach the language, mm -hmm. um, unless it's PyCon where they teach Python. But we, we, we teach languages, so we've taught uh, Node.js, we've taught Go, um, and a few others. Uh, so that's one difference, is uh, we do that. And uh, as I mentioned, the panels are unlike any other conferences. It sounds like it. And um, our audience is, because it's all women engineers, um, is interesting. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, Does it feel intense? It's very intense. It is very intense. Uh, these are women who have full time jobs, so they're taking time out of their very busy workplace commitments, and their equally busy personal commitments because almost all of them have families and kids. So they are very very focused. Uh, they they come and they expect to get very good, very high quality uh, content. And if they don't get it, they're also very vocal about it. 
I have heard <laughs> lots of things. <laughs> ah. I've found that it's hard to get feedback out of conference attendees. It sounds like you don't have a hard time. No, I don't have a hard time at all. No. <laughs> People will come up and be, be very, very frank with me saying, this was great and this sucked. You know, so make sure you don't do this again. <laughs> well, that's, so. <laughs> that's good and bad. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I take all feedback as a positive. You have to have a thick skin. And, uh, I have a thick skin. Uh, I have developed a thick skin over years. If you don't have a thick skin, you cannot do this. I, I used to be on Usenet. I, uh, ah. I, I developed a very thick skin yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, from that. Yeah. So uh, I remember talking to you a, a couple of years ago about Code Chicks. And what I remember is that you told me at the time that the big problem that, that you focus on is not getting women into the industry but retaining women in the industry yes. that they tend to leave yes is is that still your focus that is, is our focus that is our primary goal our primary goal is retention we do have some like i mentioned you know recruiting becomes like a secondary thing because mm -hmm. it is but retention is is and always has been the focus for coaches um and that is mainly because of the way I feel about it. I've been in the industry, I've been on the technical ladder, and actually I've fought to stay on the technical ladder because most places they will try to push you into program management, project management, some sort of management track. Um, and you have to really fight to stay on the technical ladder. Um, do, and so, do you think they push women into those tracks more yes, than men? Yes, okay. absolutely, okay. absolutely. Um, and there are interesting ways how that's done. Okay. Uh, uh, very, very covert. Right. <laughs> very covert ways. <laughs> um, you know, because of my experiences with that and, and just trying to stay on the technical ladder and repeatedly running into this, you know, this block and hurdle every place. And I'm not the only one. You know, now that I, you know, I have coach chicks, I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> that has always been and it still is the number one goal of code chicks is to retain the women engineers that are on the technical ladder keep them on the technical ladder in fact this year i am going to go ahead and say that i have invited program managers product managers to the conference and i want them and these are all people with cs degrees double e degrees that are very qualified i want to bring them back into the technical ladder out of their program management, project, product management uh, tracks um, and see, see if I can do that. Okay. Why, why is it bad for them to have moved into these other tracks? Um, it's not bad for them to have done that, but it is so difficult to find good engineers. So difficult. And it is, I personally feel that it is really a horrible thing if you try to push somebody who's a good engineer out of the technical track into something else that maybe, I mean, they might be good at it. Maybe they're not good at it. I don't know. Okay. But, you know. You don't want to waste their special uh, Yeah, talent. I don't want to waste it because okay. it's so difficult to find good engineers. I agree. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's a tough yeah. problem. So that's why I want to I bring them back. Also, you know, I'm tired of being the only person. <laughs> the only female <laughs> on the team again and again and again. Oh, <laughs> I, I have to tell you. Uh, <laughs> Just, <and laughs> 
I have to tell you an anecdote from the beginning of Nasira, which was the startup that uh, I, I was the one of the first employees there. And our, let's see, there was me and Justin, and then our third hire was... Natasha. Was Natasha. Yeah, yeah, Natasha. Uh, who, yeah, yeah. Who's awesome. Yeah. And uh, we, we were in a very small office, and Justin and I sat along one wall, and, and uh, initially uh, Natasha was the closest one uh, to the door. And we would get deliveries. <laughs> And she would accept them because, yeah. you know, she, she was right there, sitting right, right there. Right. And then one day we had to look up a receipt. You know how you can look up uh, <laughs> yeah. like uh, who signed and so on. Right. And uh, there was something where where uh, the, the delivery guy had to mark down who it was who, who received it. And he had written down receptionist. <laughs> she was furious. furious. I'm sure she and, was. And we were we were, too. And, uh, we, we told that guy off the next time he, he stopped him. That's where you get into unconscious bias. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't Unfortunately, know. it's true. <laughs> and it's like widespread. So, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, Ma- Martine uh, said so m- that, that she saved the company so many times. So she was our, one of our She's best awesome. engineers. She's awesome. I've actually specifically asked Facebook to, to have her come to this conference oh it'd be great to see yeah, natasha yeah I've, you know she I've, well I've i won't go into personal stuff on the podcast but yeah she's she's pretty awesome i, I feel like we've uh, talked uh, like quite a bit about yep. dpcon and code yep. Yep. Um, Absolutely. is there anything else you'd like to get into before we finish up here um i do have a, a few tickets for students this year okay i am reserving about 20 tickets for students for free Okay. So use the discount discount code student dash free, um, and register through uh, the devpulsecon.org website, and you can attend the conference for free. So all right. that's all I wanted to say. But thank you. And uh, what what's the best way for people to get in touch with uh, CodeChicks or DevPulseCon or you? Um, just contact at uh, codechicks.org or contact at devpulsecon.org. Uh, it'll eventually get to me, um, and that's the best way to reach out. Uh, also, on our Code Chicks page, we have a Join button. If you click on it, uh, you can join our mailing list. We do ask uh, several questions um, because it is a mailing list for engineers, um, so you will have to tell us your background and what your interests are, technical interests are, and we, we would really appreciate that. So please, please do come and join us. And we are Bay Area-centric. Um, so we want to grow this this chapter. Uh, this is our flagship chapter. I want to grow this up to a thousand women engineers. I believe you're on Twitter as well. Is that right? I'm on Twitter. Um, it's a coaching. Every, yeah, we are on all the social media channels. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn. Uh, what else? We're on Meetup. Um, so yeah, between all of these channels, uh, you can find us. And please, please join us and come to the conference. All right, and that that's Code Chicks with an X, right? Code Chicks with an X. Of course, if you do type in Code Chicks with a CKS, it will redirect to us because I bought those domains. Ah, very smart. <laughs> All right, well, uh, uh, thanks a lot. Uh, Thank yeah. you. Yeah, this was fun. And I'll see you at the conference. Yes, absolutely. Thanks. OBS Orbit is edited and produced by Ben Pfaff using Audacity audio editing software and released under the Creative Commons unported 3.0 license. The intro and bumper music in this episode is excerpted from Electro Deluxe by My Free Mickey and the outro from Girls Like You by Stefan Kartenberg, both under the Creative Commons attribution unported 3.0 license. For more episodes of OVS Orbit, visit ovsorbit.org, or for more information about OpenVSwitch, visit openvswitch.org.